Hi, and welcome to Bones Cast, a Bones podcast where we are watching and discussing the TV show Bones. I'm Ella. And I'm Niara. And the world is uh, falling apart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just kidding. Uh, Seriously, y'all, things are pretty bleak. Uh, But we are potting today amidst it all. And uh, we are also joined today by friend of the pod and past guest host, Austin Lutzen. Hi. I wasn't the host. Well, you were a guest, I guess. You were yeah. filling in for Niara. Now you're a guest. You were a guest host before, but now you're just a regular guest because we're both here. Um, so today we're going to discuss the will-they-won't-they they nature of the Boons and both relation- Bones relationship. An important aspect of the show, I think, by all accounts. Um, and we're going to be talking about will-they-won't-they's everywhere and anywhere on TV and on movies, in movies probably, um, and t- talk about the ways in which they succeed, which ones do succeed, which ones don't, and we're going to break down how we think it's executed on Bones. Um, we watched two episodes today for this, or kind of, we're going to be sort of discussing two. The first one is the parts in the sum of the whole, which is the one where they recount to Sweets their first case together. Um, and then the second one is the episode where they quote-unquote finally get together. So, um, I guess to kick it off, I'm going to do my Bones news, which I usually do. And my Bones news this time around is uh, that one Guardian article where someone watched all of Bones in seven days. Oh, yeah. Which is really a delight. It's over on our Twitter if you want to read. Uh, if if you want to read it, it's, it is kind of like a really good description of what it feels like to watch a completely benign escapist show in, as all commercials are currently calling it, these crazy times. Um, and also we, we, uh, interacted with the writer of that article on Twitter. So if he's joining us today, hi, (laughs) I think he's British based on his reply to our Twitter, our tweet. Um, but anyway, check out check out that article if you're interested. And then we're also going to do... What are we going to do? Niara? Austin? Trivia? Yeah! We're going to go back to our box office game. <laughs> that doesn't, uh, uh, doesn't bode well for how well I'm going to do. The game that only I like. You are all prisoners in my game. Um, so we're going to do for the, the parts in the sum of the whole, which aired in 2010. I think that's long enough ago that... It'll be interesting. And uh, do you, how do you guys want to do this? Do you want to both be guessing? Sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's start with, uh, let's start with movie. The whole year? No, no. For the weekend. So this is the weekend of April 16th through the 18th. Actually, I wonder if I should do the previous week. No, I like this week better. Okay, we're going to do April. This aired April 8th. But we're going to do eight, the 16th through the 18th in 2010. Um, do, do either of you guys want to take a stab at the number one? 
movie that weekend. Um, X-Men. And, uh, nope. First Class came out in 2011. Yeah, and it's, I'll give you a hint, it came out that weekend, and it is vaguely superhero related. Is it Twilight? Nope. No, that was 2008. Vaguely superhero related? Yes. Are there superheroes in it or not? Yes. Um, Hancock. No, good guess. That's a really good guess. Megamind. No, also a good guess. Okay, you gotta give... I gotta give more. Okay, uh, it's it's not a part of a big franchise, but it but does it, have superheroes in it. It's live action. It opened at number one, though? It starts a child. An adult, too, but it, it has a f- child character. Oh, was it a horror movie? No. Uh, this child actor went on to star in lots of movies. Uh... It also stars a very famous film actor who is highly memed. Oh. Oh, I know oh, what you're talking about. Happening? I know what you're talking about. No, is it? it Nick Cage? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, Skull Riders. One... Skull Riders. No, no. No, it's oh. the one with Nick Cage and the girl, and it's his daughter, and they shoot people. And Niar really has it. She just obscene. doesn't know what it's called. I don't know what it's called. Oh, kick ass. There we yeah. go. Ding 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 oh. ding. Yeah, yeah, well yeah. Done, yeah. You guys. Um that that beat How to T- Train Your Dragon which won the previous week in its first week. Number 3 is Date Night. Uh number 4 is Death at a Funeral. Oh, Date uh, Night. Number 6 coming in at number 6 is a movie I think we all saw in theaters, The Last Song. Um <laughs> Number seven, number seven is a Lionsgate movie that I've truly never heard of called Why Did I Get Married To? Oh, and number that's a eight black is movie. Uh, well, Tim like, Burton's Wait, T O O or T W O? T O O, but oh. it is a sequel. To what? Oh. Yeah. Why Did I Get Married? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. That makes total yeah. sense. That was All your right. little quiz, Ella, and you failed. I know. Well, I always fail them. That's why I host them. Um, okay, now I have to, wow. sorry, I'm going to have to do some digging, too. When did uh, Twilight come out? I love Twilight. You, to this day, you love Twilight? Yeah, like, I only very recently started to love Twilight. That's interesting. <laughs> I think I we should have, do a vestigial bones about Twilight. I would honestly be up for it, because I, tr- I really haven't seen, I was, to, to be totally honest, I was a big Hunger Games person. And as a result, I was, like, sort of against Twilight as a concept. Uh, yeah. Not that I haven't seen all the Was there a feud the between those two? I feel like at I, the you know time how there people, was a feud. People in fandoms were like, oh, we're too cool for Twilight, and I was definitely part of that. And Twilight yeah, is not good, but it's supremely enjoyable. Yeah, I think if I watched it again, I would truly love it. Because I love Speaking of will-they-won't-they's... Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's true. They're they're a classic. Honestly, The Hunger Games has, like, two, like, deeply will-they-won't-they relationships. Yeah. Okay. We're going to hop on over to Musicland. 2010, we were all in... All of these songs remind me so severely of middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So does anyone want to take a crack at the first number one on the Billboard charts for the week of April 10th? Super bass, Nicki Minaj. Mm, good guess. Nope. 
I'll, I'll give some hints, because this is a weird... No one would ever know this. Some people, like, I feel like we watch box office, but no one ever... So, number one is a pop slash R&B artist, uh, who I'm sure we all love. <laughs> wow, well, thank you for that Thanks. hint. I never would have guessed it, save your hint. Um... I'm trying to think of what God, else so I can say about this song. Uh, okay, well, maybe I'll just say, I'm going to give a big hint because I think it's going to be hard Is it Billionaire a- by Bruno Mars? No, but that's, we'll Bruno talk about Mar- that in the second, number two on the Billboard Church. It's a Rihanna song. Oh. oh. And it's honestly Why Rihanna wouldn't you song- say business mogul slash singer? <laughs> what, what is her business? Like Fenty? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> because that could be anyone. I mean, everyone is a business no. mogul. Is it well, Beyonce yeah. a business mogul? Not in yes. the same way. Fenty is so successful. I guess that's true. Well, that I'm sorry. She's a brand? business mogul, but this is... Well, she be, has two. No, make- there is Fenty, which is a makeup brand, and then there's Savage oh. X Fenty, which is a lingerie brand, both of which are extremely popular. She's a queen. Rihanna doesn't really make music anymore, but, like, whatever. Um, so this is a Rihanna song, and I'm going to say, I, I'm not Umbrella. sure. Umbrella. No, it's a, honestly a Rihanna song that I'm like, that went number one on the billboards. I have no idea. Oh, cheers to freaking... Is it S&M? No. I have a distinct, rem- like, memory of people in my middle school always singing that, and me being yeah. like, this is super inappropriate for you to be singing. No, we sang it, too. Band. I didn't know it was, inapp- it was inappropriate. I was like, I what are it. you saying? In, like, seventh grade, like, chemistry class. I had no idea, and I also kind of, like, low-key thought it was a bullying anthem. Anti-bullying. Because <laughs> it's like, sticks and stones may break my bones. But then I just, the chains and whip part, I was like, I don't know. I'm not going to touch oh, that. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I know. Anyway. Anyway, no, I'm just going to so spoil weird. it. It's Rude Boy. Oh, that's like one yeah. of Rihanna's worst songs in my opinion. I know, and it, it, yeah. Anyway, so then number two is "Nothing on You," Bob Bruno Mars. Uh, and then I don't three remember that is, song at all. Three is "Hey Soul Sister." Hmm. Uh, four is "Need You Now" by Lady Antebellum, and five <laughs> is "Telephone." So wow, what an era! I know, really wow. takes us back. Um, okay, so. Huh. I, I feel like every time we do this game, by the way, it gets less fun. So maybe we should just cut it forever. Should we do that? It's just hard when it's, like, April. That's like, true. If it's, like, June or, like, November or something, it's way easier, I feel like. But, like, yeah. TV shows don't really air in the summer, usually. So that's why we never get good summer movies. You should just, like, at your discretion, pick a weekend around when it aired. Yeah, maybe we should switch to year. Like, what was the number one movie that year? Um, let me see if I can figure out what the number one movie in 2010 was and see if you guys can. Let's what, see. When did Contagion come out? Ugh, 2011, I remember it distinctly. I saw that movie in theaters twice. And I think it's the root of every issue in my life to that. No, Contagion, and I still have sometimes have nightmares about it. And then also Prometheus, which Austin and I saw together. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That one's creepy as hell. It's uh, one of the Alien sequels. There's some mad obstetrics in that movie. 
yeah oh my god she gives birth to like a, she has to like give herself a c-section i don't even want to talk about it um oh, god. <laughs> okay does anyone want to guess what the number one movie of 2010 was um so that's avengers. the no avengers was 2012 <laughs> um this is a superhero movie is it captain america no a, a little hint will be that it act, i don't i don't think this movie came out in 2010 what? What? How is that possible? Because it came out late 2009. What the heck? So it <laughs> I'm confused. But it's his number one release. It made the most money in January and February? Yeah, this movie did not come out in 2010. Which is why I'm confused. This is a time of my life that I have blocked out for reasons. It's Avatar. Oh. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I think that... If you even if you weren't released in two thousand ten, you could make the most money that year. That makes sense. Avatar. Um, wow. A sad little uh, fact well, so, is that the number one movie this year so far is Bad Boys for Life, <laughs> and oh, very wow. well may be the number one movie for the rest it of the year. Probably will. Oh my god. Uh, that's gonna be the greatest for the people who are making the Bones cast. Like ten years from now, this is gonna be the funniest year for them to try to guess. What was number one? I know that's true. Oh I hope God. Bones cast goes on for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, that was a fun game. All right. I think we should start by just giving a little brief uh, summary of what we think of the Bones Booth execution. Niara, kick us off. You know. You know when Sirius Black is like, <laughs> I did my waiting. 12 yes. years of it in Azkaban. Yeah. It's kind of like that because you wait all this time for Bones and Booth to get together and then it's like you don't even see it happen. I feel very robbed. I'm not going to lie. It's probably my least favorite thing about Bones. So when you watched it, together. you were like, I did my waiting. Six years of it. Is that what you did? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I, since I watched it so fast, it was more like two weeks, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I imagine watching Bones in real time would have been devastating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. Well, yeah. I agree. I think that it is absolutely crazy that they dragged it out as long as they did. Um, I would say most TV will they won't days. Like, y- you know, if you go on, like, TV tropes and you read about it, they'll be like, oh, it's like Ross and Rachel is, like, crazy. It's, like, ten years before they even decide what's going to happen for sure. But it's not like they weren't together in between you know like mostly you'll do like a you know late season two thing where they like kind of get together for a second and they like don't get together and bones just like doesn't for Mm -mm. until and then the other thing that i think is upsetting is that who knows how long it would have gone on if emily deschanel hadn't gotten pregnant because they were sort of like forced yeah because you would never you would never write that on purpose but like what were they planning what were they going to do? <laughs> yeah, it was like either this or nothing. Anyway, Austin, what are your thoughts? I didn't even know about that thing about her getting pregnant. I have yeah. to admit, I the my knowledge of the the later bone seasons is lacking like post post them getting together. So is that when that was when she was pregnant? Yeah, yeah. so she Emily gets pregnant off screen. <laughs> obviously and then they wrote both of her pregnancies into the show right uh, 
Which makes sense from a shooting perspective. Yeah. Although if I, I were Emily, don't do that. Deschanel, I would not want to. I would be like, I would like to take maternity leave, please. I would like to take a break. Um, but that's not I how it works. The idea of them not writing it into the show, like <laughs> they do that sometimes. They do like they just like hold a beach ball like the whole time. Yeah, they did that with Allison Hannigan on How I Met Your Mother, and there's like yeah. a big chunk of season three or something where she just stands behind things a lot. <laughs> Oh, wow. um, they kill me doing that. Or, like, they have a giant tote bag. And so that's yes. why you can't tell. Yeah. And you're like, why is that yeah. tote bag so big? <laughs> and so um, empty, also. Austin, how do you feel about, like, the the concept of the TV will they, won't they? Um, I feel like it, knowing you, it probably frustrates you. Well, on principle, I don't like the idea of television shows creating like storylines based on trying to get you to watch the next season and that'd be the primary reason that they have the storyline um right or but i don't feel like this qualifies as much because well it it's not like that they're leaving you on these big cliffhangers all the time um it's just like a constant sense of tension and there's enough other stuff going on in their relationship that was one of the things that i wrote down about the first episode is that even though they're talking about did they get together or not, a lot of the the themes and ideas that they their dialogue explores in the flashback don't have anything to do with them getting together or not. It's all like about the psychology versus anthropology, emotion versus reason sort of stuff that makes their relationship more interesting to me than... Just are they going to get together? So it doesn't really bother me as much for Bones. But in general, if... Um, like with How I Met Your Mother, for instance. Uh, that is some ridiculousness. Ella pointed Ella pointed that out. Um, Maniara's <laughs> eye roll preserved for the record. That show... The entire premise of that show is will they or won't they get together? And... Well... The entire premise of the show is who is the mother. Well, no, and because that's point, not what ended up it being like. That's not what it ended up being about. That's why you shouldn't start a show that like obviously everyone who watches the show is just going to theorize about what the answer is and drag it out for so long. Like a show yes. like How I Met Your Mother would have been much more effective in like four seasons. Yeah, and then the mother should have been Robin. Yeah, I think. Um, I agree. I mean, but I think the How I Met Your Mother, I I don't think that, yeah, I think they just ended it incorrectly. I don't think that it it was, I like the idea of them sort of being like, oh, this love interest in the first episode, and then, oh, but that's not your mother. Or, you know, that, then they don't get together, and you're like, oh, I guess that's not the mother. But then then that was like 72 episodes. I know, it's true. It went on too long. No, it was way too, it was more than 72 episodes, I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I I agree with Austin. Also, the the episode we watched with Sw- the one where they're recounting it to Sweets, it is. I mean, it really only gets to them like requiting romantic interest in each other very late in the episode, and the rest of it is just continued bickering. Um, so, you know, I agree. Yes. I th- I feel like Bones. Maybe Bones, because it had so much other interesting stuff going on, 
was able to escape some of the more frustrating things about will they won't days um so well i think i think part of why bones is able to get away with that for so long is because they do the work to develop their characters so deeply like most especially with like 30 minute sitcoms they're not taking the time to give you know like angsty backstories and all this detail about their lives because they're trying to get to the next joke and i mean like ted bundy um no not ted oh my god i was like where on earth <laughs> are you going mosby. with ted wait bundy? what's his name again and how am i right? ted mosby ted, ted mosby. mosby yeah um no that'd make so, for a good i think that's called <laughs> well, they won't slip. <laughs> um ted mosby's like the one of the flattest like the the least interesting character in that entire tv show yeah so i'm just not entertained by it as much the other thing about how i met your mother is that yeah ted is a part of like the big will they won't they and he has so little convincing chemistry with anybody on the show unfortunately um god and then and then also that how i met your mother is an example of another thing I wanted to entertain which is the idea of the will they won't they thruple love triangle which is often kind of a not the same no you're right I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but, this episode is called Freudian slip <laughs> yeah. um that yeah that was a Freudian slip in reference to the thruple I'm currently a part of <laughs> um but so I feel like it's a I don't uh, know what that is a, a thruple is just a three person it's a polyamorous couple, couple. Oh, yeah. okay. Or partnership unit. I took a class called Queer Families. Thruples. And I'm currently in a class called Marriage, Divorce, Remarriage, so I could speak oh at my. length about that. Yeah. Oh, well. Marriage, Divorce, Remarriage. Yeah. It's my capstone I think, class. Honestly, I think you should pitch that to CVS. <laughs> that sounds like a great show title. Um, but anyway, I think several of the will they won't days that we might end up talking about will be examples of like this person or this person and i feel like with yeah. ted rob and barney that presents itself um the other thing i wanted to say about bones really quickly is that i feel like bones is as much about booth and bones as it is the the t- those two characters who as you said are developed pretty richly before their romantic relationship with each other is established and both of their characters have very unstable family situations. Um, yeah. And so the show is kind of like, for at least five se- like it's almost as m- much touching when it's sort of like a, a found family sort of situation, like a Parks and Rec situation or, you know, that, that's almost as meaningful as just their relationship. And so, and that's, that is established, you know, in the first season, I think. So I think that probably helps buoy it as well um also what did you think specifically about this episode that we watched where they relive their first uh case together so i really would have loved to watch the pilot right after um this episode because i wondered how them retelling the case and sort of in hindsight affected the way that the characters that now we know so well and also Brennan and Booth didn't know each other, and Hodgins is new, uh, like, at the place of the timeline where they're retelling Mm -hmm. the story. Hodgins is new to the Jeffersonian, 
And so it's kind of developing all those relationships right from the beginning. But I felt like some of the characters are kind of exaggerated um, and sort of they played into some of the idiosyncrasies that they'd already established throughout the show that I think might not have been there as much in the pilot. Um, Yeah. I mean, like, Hodgins walking around with the rubber band is kind of a cartoonish... It's it's way more cartoonish than the pilot was in terms of the it tone, is. which is um, honestly saying something like I like we I think we said when we did the pilot episode of our podcast that like almost everyone's character is super exaggerated comparatively, and the fact that they amp it up even more in this episode, it's is so noticeable. strange that they leaned into that. Like you don't have to make the characters like caricatures of themselves to acknowledge the fact that they've matured and grown over five seasons yes oh yeah i hadn't thought about i hadn't thought about that being the goal but that makes sense yeah that's probably what they were after it's also i think just kind of the concept in general of like going back over their first case almost like a do-over for the pilot is so strange to me yeah it's such a i mean a it's like a super gimmicky episode it is um it it I assumed it was a sweeps episode, but I I think it wasn't a sweeps episode. So I don't even know why they did this. Um, but it's also it's one of those classic. I mean, when you have a will they won't they situation in all those every TV show that does this has three or four different ways that they fake requite the relationship before actually doing it. And so this is like a classic way to do that. Um, another notable one on Bones I think is when they have that weird dream. The oh, dream episode. <laughs> um, Austin, do you remember this one? They like like bones ha- or who's in a coma? Okay, I can tell the story <laughs> because I got my friend Ashley to watch the show, and so I've been kind of reliving it with her as she goes through it for the first time. And she watched this episode recently, and it almost made her stop watching Bones. Really? Essentially, yeah. So why? Because I actually it's so like that bad. Episode. Oh, I know, no. but it's so weird. I love, like, th- this is the difference between you and I and you are, too. This is why I love backdoor pilots. Oh. It's because they're so weird and disastrous that they're... Oh, no. It's like it's a like train painful to watch. running into a building. Yeah. But um, anyway, so, so Brennan so is in a coma. No. Booth is in Get a coma. Get your facts straight. So this All is right. after Booth has been, like, stalked by the crazy lady in the previous episode. And, and he And she shoots trying to kill bones because she's like jealous of the relationship between booth and bones and then booth saves bones life bones kills the crazy lady but then booth goes into this coma and he has this coma dream that they're together like they're married and they own a club and everyone in the club has like a different it's all of the interns but they all have like different bartender yeah I've uh, seen that episode. I know what you're talking about now that you mentioned they, the club and stuff. Yeah. And they yeah. redress the lab to look like oh, a club. They own a club, no club one's ever called in the, club. the lab. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. It's all coming yeah. back now. It's, yeah. It's, so it's like someone wrote a fanfic and it was like, write the best fanfic and we'll make it into an episode. And that's yeah, I mean, I know that what this isn't, based on the time, like when I know it aired, I know this isn't the case, but it's almost like they... They had to do an episode during the writer's strike, and they just, like, <laughs> hired some rando yeah. 
who was writing fan fiction already. Yeah. Um, this, by the way, though, that is kind of a trope of Will They Won't Days, which is character has dream about being married to the other person and yeah. or pregnant. Yeah. And then um, realizes, with, oh, but it was both. Yeah, she's was married it and pregnant. pregnant? Yep. Oh, God, and they were married. And, and then, then Booth realizes that he's in love with her. And everyone's like, you better be sure, because you're going to break her heart. But he, like, doesn't really. Does yeah. he? Well, well he's known all along, be- apparently. Yeah, based on the end of the episode. That's what he says. Watch. It's always the God, guy that knows so. the whole time. Yeah. I'd never heard that before. Is that, like, a thing? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, Booth that said it like as if it was. It, it was, like, a common was, wisdom. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I've never heard that saying if it's a saying, but um, this happens also on Gilmore oh Girls. Lorelai has a similar dream where she's pregnant oh, with I never Luke's watched, babies. I never watched They're Gilmore a classic, Girls. well, they won't they? They're, like, very similar, and I don't think they get together till season four, so that one's also dragged out pretty far. Um, another thing I wanted yeah. to mention just about this episode is that there are a lot of, first of all, Booth's gambling addiction is something <laughs> that they pull out so infrequently and conveniently. And also, it just never feels like his character, you know? It's um, never also, resolved. It's super, like... It's such a 1950s version of a gambling addiction. Like, like Paul <laughs> Newman in The Hustler is the last like person I've seen on only. screen playing billiards to... Yeah, to... it's not like he gambles on, like, anything... I don't know. In, like, um, some smoky pub playing cards. Like, no. Yeah, and he takes like, Brynn in there, too. That's the weirdest decision to me. He takes Brennan to his gambling den. I if did anything, write, you'd think he'd be betting online. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what a real game... Not to say, like, he's poker. not addicted, but, like, playing pool sometimes is not a gambling addiction as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, the other thing that I wrote down was that in all of those scenes, Booth looks like a Mad Men character. Because he has yes. his hair so slicked back. Oh, yeah. Booth's hair. I was going to bring that up. Like, what's like the... Don Draper. He doesn't look like that at the beginning of the show, does he? It's ridiculous. Not that I remember. No. Um, it seems time, like they're making times it Times have changed them. That's yeah, that's nice. why his hair looks like that. Yeah. Duh. It um, was a year before the pilot, I think. They okay, but a year before the pilot, it wasn't 1963. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> You're fairly know. certain. Uh, this is, like, actually Outlander, but it's uh. just... Um, another show thought. we should do vestigial bones about i've never seen outlander actually excuse me Woo. i'm obsessed um, with outlander okay so i want to talk about some well i have i have another idea about that episode oh let me look oh please, please which is that yeah. like I, I was watching it with my sister and i said like at least twice that i thought they were making it up that they were like somehow oh that they were it i is. mean i don't I don't That's think this is actually true, but when I was watching it, the way that they're telling it to him and they're like, oh, should we tell him? And they're looking back and forth at each other. It makes it seem like they're just trying to, like, give, um... Just, like, mess up his study or something. Yeah, like, I, not in a malicious way, but just in a weird, like, oh, you you pegged us as romantic. We'll give you romantic. Like... That's... Yeah. yeah. That's Honestly, a good point. They do act suspiciously, like the character i would think that was because bones i don't think would do that and it doesn't make sense as a story either like the mystery's really weak 
Yeah, I think. Gemma Arrington. Yeah, it couldn't is. T- I watched it two days ago. Couldn't tell you a thing about it. And she punches um, that guy and gets away with it, and then she hits Booth, and it's like I believe what? she does oh, yeah. that in the pilot too. She well, she doesn't punch the senator, but she does like take his spit, and then she like holds the uh, assist the guy who actually did it in the pilot at gunpoint, and you're like, this feels illegal among other things. Yeah, um, they like want her to have this weird like. She loves violence for some reason, but like. I, but also, Booth always feels the need to protect her. Like, they can't pick a lane with that one. They also want to make her seem like she's totally numb to violence. Like, she's like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to hit him and not feel any empathy about it. Which is, like, she's a psychopath or something. That's the way that it comes off in the show. If you just saw that scene with her punching the guy, you'd think that she's, like, some kind of psychopath. And Booth <laughs> is kind of... They almost look like a Bonnie and Clyde situation, because Booth is like oh, you're so sexy when you hit this guy in the face. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I know he's a murderer, yeah, but true. still, it's a really odd, it's an odd pairing. It is, especially because Booth is supposed to be, like, this traditional Catholic guy. Like, you'd think that, like, there's really no explanation for why he likes that Bones is so unpredictably violent. Like... And they don't really, because she's so guarded, they don't really explore why she so enjoys, like, punching criminals in the face or, like, being violent with them. Like, Which she is true breaks... in the pilot. Remember, she, like, threatens to karate that guy in the airport. Yeah. <laughs> Who is the first, the first serial killer that they have? Gravedigger? No, there, there's a um, guy before the Gravedigger who was the killing all the young Gormagon. blonde women. Gormagon? No. That's, no. God. I don't know it. Gormagon's gotta be the first. No, he's not. No, he's not. Because I didn't remember until Ashley was watching season one. There's some other guy who's killing all these blonde women, like blonde teenagers. What a um, cliched thing to be doing. I know. I know. They really, they were like, oh shoot, sorry. Sorry for the cliche serial killer. Now we're gonna go with a cannibal. Is Um, it Howard Epps? Yes. She breaks Epps's hand or wrist. Yeah. That's Just hard like, to do. Yeah. And, like, who yeah. taught her martial arts? Unclear. Oh. The other, Unclear. I do think that there are several things that totally track from the pilot. Um, one of them being that Brennan is back on her carrying uncovered skulls bare in her <laughs> bag bullshit. <laughs> Like, why does she... And Booth has to be the one to tell her, like, that's not scientifically okay. Um, And then also... um, What else was I going to say? Maybe that was it. Um, Oh, yeah. Well, I guess also just her her, uh, violence as well, which she kind of calms down on. Although she does try to get a, a gun eventually. I do like... This is kind of a cute episode because it's Bones and Booth's first... A, like case together but it's also like a getting the first getting the gang together kind of thing um which is kind of a trope on tv like i think there's a friends episode that flashes back to when they all met each other oh yeah um Classic. and there's definitely a how i met your mother episode like that which i every, believe is called yeah every how i met that. everyone else yeah I've those are always looking... cute they're cute but they're so pedantic i'm like oh, okay we get it like i'm a fan of your show you mean pandering? And you, yeah, pandering. Oops, I've been out of school for. <laughs> I was just, I was long. just pedantic about your use of the word pedantic. 
Ugh. Um, before we, I want to move on a little bit and talk about just some will they, won't they tropes in general and what we think about oh, cool. them. That's what I was gonna say. Um, but I wanted to say one more thing about this episode, which is a a what the hell do you call it? A segue. It's a segue into our tropes. Um, which is well, actually, first I wanted to say what my favorite line in the entire episode was, which was when she says, "I don't follow current events past the industrial revolution." <laughs> I guess you know who that is, right? No. Judge Miles Hasty. That's a federal judge. I don't follow current events past the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. That's not current events. <laughs> it was like somebody's idea for her to say that. You know what I, I mean? I want to see Someone the was like, yeah. writer's room, which has a huge <laughs> whiteboard that just has almost right idioms. You know, yeah. that they just pick yeah. randomly from every, they just throw a darts at them. And everyone um, they remember quote, from like seventh grade history. Yeah. Yeah. My what favorite quote from the episode was uh, the Carl Sandburg quote that was written on the stone as they oh, walk yeah. out of the, it's, uh, I wrote it down. It was nothing happens if not at first a dream. And um, that's cute. I thought that was funny because you guys talked about the dream episode um, oh, but, yeah. but it's like almost so on the head that I was like, you gotta be kidding yeah. me. I wonder if they put that up at the shooting Bones location. Bones isn't subtle. Just... No. No. <laughs> you can accuse it of a lot of things, but subtlety is not one of them. Um, one of the tropes I wanted to talk about in the will they, won't they sphere, which is something I find to be a problem with a lot of will they, won't they's, which is the any kind of ex- convincing explanation of why have they not already gotten together? And in this episode, I actually kind of like that they're like, no, if these two people had just met randomly, like, they would have tried to hook up with each other immediately, which is what they do. And then that makes it a little bit more plausible that afterwards, you know, they don't try to do that again for a while, at least for a bit. Um, but I find, I feel like with most will they won't they's, the, the end-all be-all reason for that is just TV reasons. Like Austin said, like, just trying to get you to watch more. Um, it's kind of the Ron and Hermione problem, I think, too. Ugh, yeah. Which is, I mean, that Or, one's... like, the ex who just is very inconveniently in the way. Yes, that's true. That's true. Um, like, um, Roy on The Office. And also... Although, I think... Oh, I was just gonna also... say, I think Pam's, like, character arc is so beautiful (laughs) it's like my favorite thing on tv she grows so much (laughs) she does when you go back and watch the earlier seasons of the office i agree yeah it's 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 just kind of a doormat especially with roy the roy scenes are like painful they are but then at the end she's like so feisty yeah it's true a glow up (laughs) as they say uh also are you gonna say something I was just going to say that we get a little bit of ourselves in, um, I, I'm blanking on his name, the psychologist guy. Sweet. 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 Yes, yeah. he is like the audience surrogate here. And so they're acknowledging that we're constantly thinking, why are you not together? Why are you not together? Mm-hmm. And then the show's like, well, we're going to tell you, but we're going to wait until season five, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also the the explanation, which is that... She hits him. That's like the ultimate. She hits him and is like, "Oh, I'm never working with you again." And you're like, "Oh, this is why is this flared up all of a sudden?" 
I thought at least I was like, this is kind of abrupt that they hate each other so quickly. She she says I hate you, and then she hits him, and then and then Sw- Swedes is like, you sh- you struck him, and I was that's like I was like yeah that's my reaction too. I was like that shouldn't get in the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was gonna say one of the things I feel like, and Niara can speak to this more because she's doing a thesis on it. What is it? Sorry. So, I'm doing a capstone research project, so it just means that I'm doing, like, a case study instead of just thesis. Nothing. Writing. Oh, okay. I don't understand. Well, we have to do something. And I went to college, but (laughs) here we are. Um, Anyway, so, (laughs) uh, I wanted to talk about the sort of, what a lot of TV shows put forth is that there's some sort of, like, deeper level of goodness to a relationship if there's a will they won't they lead up like if if you if it's really difficult for many many seasons then it must be like more real in some way um and actually as a counterpoint to that I wanted to bring up not a tv show but a movie which I'm sure I've made you watch Austin you've seen broadcast news right yeah yeah we watched it the Osborne Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we watched it together. Um, and in broadcast news, it's Holly Hunter, William Hurt, and Albert Brooks sort of have a will-they-won't-they they love triangle going on for the whole whole movie. And in the end, it flashes forward 10 years, and they're all just with other people. And that's, like, kind of how I feel like most will-they-won't-they they should end. Like, I feel like Ross and Rachel should have not gone to Paris together. They should have married other people and moved on like that should be their happy ending I don't most will they won't they I don't feel like oh they should be f- together forever you know um I actually don't feel that way about bones but I feel that way about most will they won't they's that's well, a good point I love that I love when they don't end up together my roommate and I one of our biggest fights was about la la <laughs> land <laughs> because I made her watch it I made her watch it and she was like devastated that they didn't end up together and that's actually what inspired our capstone project because we were talking about like obviously i've been in this relationship for like three years and she hasn't been in a relationship but she watches so so much romantic television and movies like i everything she watches is for the will they won't they like she has these like totally warped ideas of what healthy relationships look like and how they function because all she does is watch people who shouldn't be together end up together like like she probably wouldn't like bones i mean not just because of like the gore and all of that (laughs) but just because it takes so long for them to be together yeah that i mean i also think that like la la land is actually also a good example of that which is like, I totally think that Emma Stone's character should be with that random dude that I don't know. <laughs> the wholesome maybe, guy who seems totally boring, yeah. Maybe, like, in both of these situations, like, in broadcast news, like, all of their new significant others are, like, either non-speaking roles or, like, off-screen. Um, and in La La Land, like, does that guy even talk? I don't know. Like, maybe I just I have, like, a so. rosy-colored glasses situation because these people have no flaws because we don't know them at all. Um... But, I don't know. I kind of think that that is the, the end of most will-they-won't-they's. I think, 
when it's deserved is when they actually have a um the characters actually change throughout the TV show which it's hard on a sitcom to like really change a character because people want to people want to watch it in like a sort of contained way like you want you know all the characters already you don't want to have to adjust to a, like for some character to change in them that's at least my understanding of sitcoms is that the char- the character arcs throughout the like I don't know how many seasons was Friends on for eight ten ten, ten. yeah um it's not the same as in like with when when Harry met Sally where you get to see someone throughout their entire life yeah and see okay well when they were driving from the University of Chicago they're obviously not ready to be in a relationship with each other that wouldn't make any sense and then oh now they're it's reasonable for them to be friends with each other but still not be in a relationship and then oh now it's reasonable for them to be in a romantic relationship just like not it doesn't fit as well for the format of like 20 minute contained episodes episodes. yeah and also because a show is built on like a tv show is sort of built on creating a machine that that works like making is like this person is this kind of dynamic with this person and blah 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 and if if people change too much then the machine can start to break down or like I guess that's the worry um and with will they won't they's the machine is like these two people have unrequited chemistry and then that's when you worry about like when we change the machine are people still going to watch the show um which for bones was true I mean they spent half of their run with the machine having completely changed but with a lot of shows, I think it's often referred to as the Moonlighting Curse because there was a show in the 80s called Moonlighting with Bruce Willis where they changed the machine and everyone stopped watching and it kind of killed the show. Um, and then also on like a really nerdy TV level, um, TV before like cable and prestige stuff, all that came on. Now everything's kind of different. But like it used to be that um, coming from like the executive level, shows had to be independently you know the episodes had to work independently really well because Mm -hmm. that was what they wanted for selling it to syndication which is like how you really make money on a network show so like it was in everyone's best interest to not have any of the characters change um and I think that's a a salient issue with the will they won't they situation yeah I wish it would go away have you guys seen um you're the worst I have. Yeah. Yeah. It's on FXX. Yeah. I haven't finished it, but what I like about that show is that it's not will they or won't they. It's more like should they have. Because they do. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Basically what they've done is they've skipped the will they won't they machine and skipped right to the, the next one. Um. And then that machine actually works. And it's yeah. actually more interesting for that reason. Yeah, because the um, whole... That way, the emotional development can come on the back end. Right. Which... Which Bones doesn't really do. Bones Not doesn't do that. And then they try to backtrack it, I think, with this backdoor pilot to their own show. <laughs> of, is a way, I guess, you could describe this episode. Like, they try That's to just start so over funny. because... This is a backdoor pilot to reboot Bones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a Bones reboot without the show having ever ended. Yeah. 
it's, yeah i yeah I and it's also like think... so it's so weak-willed in its effort to reboot it too i think yeah it's not it doesn't really want to change anything except for be a cartoon of itself or something yeah, it's yeah. just like, well, what if you were operating with this information the whole time you had been watching the first five seasons? Yeah. It doesn't Which really change that much, else. too. I did. I went on the, the wiki to try to read up on a little bit of this because I, I couldn't remember all the whole story before leading up to this episode. But did you guys know that the do you guys know the nicknames for Booth and Brennan's uh, relationship? The like celebrity nicknames? Oh, like a like a ship name. Nicknames. Yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, you can guess. Is it both? No. That's <laughs> Is, it a good one, Is it Boons? Is it Boons? No. <laughs> Is it Tempsili? No. Simperance Simp- is one of them. <laughs> oh no. Which is um, weird because no one ever calls them by their first names, and they both have the weirdest first names. They have of all the time. worst first names. Seely. <laughs> I'm well, so they, they have to here. because it's the only reasonable explanation for only calling them by their nicknames. That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. if 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 Bones's first name was Kate, none of this would exist. <laughs> no, no. Well, Brennan isn't that unreasonable. Brennan no, is, but only which Angela is what they calls were all her. kind of calling her that before Booth came along. No one in yeah. the lab calls her Bones. I've never heard Hodgins call her Bones. No that one calls happen. her Bones. They just say Doctor Brennan. Yeah. And yeah, Angela no, calls her Brennan. No, and no one does except for Booth. Yeah. And oh, sweetie. God, she's a sweetie oh, so much. <laughs> they really also, try to force that on her. What the heck is going on with Angela in this pilot? <laughs> like, I have no idea what Dude, was even going on. Remember like, when she asked Zach? What did she ask him? Oh, she says, I got a riddle for you. Uh, can God make a rock bigger than he can roll? <laughs> I don't know what that means. And like, she's my favorite thing. My favorite thing about Angela is that her character, top to bottom, makes no sense. <laughs> no sense. It's like they didn't even, they were like, well, we have to have some other woman in this show who's normal. Right, like a friend but no one to talk knew to. what a woman was like, <laughs> and so Angela was born. Because well, she's Cam. like so... Kim arrives She's eventually. so sexed up. She's so unreasonably warm and hospitable. (laughs) She loves art. She doesn't know anything about science except when she knows so much about computer programming. Yeah, yeah, when she has her computer magic. We've all talked about her computer magic. (laughs) Yeah. That's what confused me so much about this episode is I was like, this doesn't seem at all like what she's like in in a year. Did she learn all that stuff? Like, what happened? Yeah. She Wait, has like the episode? flip book. She has the flip book. The I'm like, flip this, book. Oh you my went God. from the flip book to like a 3D graphics. <laughs> oh my in a God. Year? I love the idea of them in the room being like, what do we like show as Angela's like propensity for, or like her potential to become what we have inexplicably made her into? And they're Not like, what if all. instead of the, the recreations on the, bu- the magic computer, it's a flip book. That seems like a transferable skill. Also, do you know how long it's that would have so taken? Funny. Like to, to do make the flip, a flip to draw every little like difference in the yeah, no way. I mean, it would My take less long like, than learning all of computer science, which is what she eventually comes to know. Why and then is she... Angela poor? Can we talk about that? Well, she's why poor? is she a starving artist? Her because dad she... is a famous rock star. And they love to That's remind us. That's an excellent us. point. They forgot about her famous rock star dad. I mean, my guess is that she decided she wanted to be independent from her dad financially. 
Um, but her dad is so overbearing. Her dad kidnaps Hodgins multiple times to be like, take good care of my daughter. Like, he wouldn't just let her move to D.C. and be broke. And also, why does she live in D.C.? Yeah, that <sighs> makes, the actually is the part that broke me. Because if you're an she's artist, you like, don't I move to D.C. Go to Paris, Angela. <laughs> That's so weird. And she's it's from not Texas. like her dad lives in D.C. Her rock star dad doesn't live in D.C. No, that like, is... why wouldn't she be, she looks like she should be in L.A. Yeah, or, or New York. Either or one. York. Go somewhere. Yeah, I just, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah. But there's an episode in the Gravedigger trial, I think. They ask Angela why she's qualified to talk about computers. She has a and minor. She says that, yeah, she says she had a minor and a certificate. Absolutely ridiculous. And of like what? Built to this like, whole computer system. Austin, you're a computer science major. Is someone with a minor in computer science highly qualified to do computer magic, right? I mean, Bill Gates doesn't have a degree in computer science. So maybe she's, like, a genius? I mean, I'm oh, just God. saying... <laughs> that's a good answer. Honestly, you like that soundbite? That's what I've been practicing. What? Wow. Uh, this episode of Bonescast, uh, by the way, is brought to you by Angela's Computer Magic. Um, it can <laughs> do to you by literally Microsoft. anything. Yeah. yeah, brought to you by... Bill Gates doesn't him. have a major in computer science, but he does have a major in the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> my my running joke about coronavirus is that I am Why a doctor. Why do you have a running have... joke about coronavirus? <laughs> okay, well it's not really about coronavirus. It's more about my germophobia. Um, I want to do a thing where we just talk about some TV will they won't days and how we feel about them. Um, and then I want to talk about some easily what I think are. Well, actually, let's go around. Does everyone have a favorite? Does anyone have one that they, like, actually genuinely like? On TV? Yeah, I mean, I think When Harry Met Sally is Ugh, shielded it. from a lot of the outside pressures that make Will They Won't They's I mean, the broadcast news one is awesome, too. Yeah, that one's really good. I like Harry Potter, too. I know people complain about Harry Potter, but... With Ron um, and Hermione. Yeah, I mean, if you think of each book as, like, a TV season... Like, that would be the, the equivalent yeah. sort of timeline. Um, I don't think... I think that the arc, like, of each character makes sense. I think they stretch it out a little too long. Like, if they had gotten together in, like, the Goblet of Fire or the Order of the Phoenix, I wouldn't be mad. But... Yeah. They start out really hating each other at the beginning. Um, and I think it's convincing in Goblet of Fire that... Because my initial thought is, like, these guys go to boarding school together. And clearly like each other. There's no way they haven't just made out but by the time that they're, like, 17 or 18 when they do. But then also when you think about Gobble of Fire, they make a really convincing argument that, you know, they don't because Ron's, like, a... Because of Ron's dickishness. And then yeah, by the like, time Ron you is a stupid 14-year-old. Yeah, because, like, Gobble like, of Fire... Oh, my God, I like her... Goblet of Fire, shocked. remember, there's the whole debacle where he tries With to Victor ask her Crumb. to dance. Yeah, and then it's Victor. He, she's already been asked, and then he's, like, oh, kind of yeah. about it. And then, um, and like, and then every the ten- one, they have a reason. Like, in Prisoner of Azkaban, they get mad about their pets. Like, literally, they're <laughs> mad about their pets. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Wait, so what about five, though? Because by six, it's Lavender Brown is the issue. 
Well, five um, is so con like they're so focused on Cho Chang. True. There's <laughs> also so much really going liked. on in that book. It's like hard to. Yeah, I think Niar and I both agree that Jim and Pam is executed fairly well, on the office. Yeah, I, I don't. Think. I agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are you gonna say? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember the, the office like as a show that goes from point A to point B because I've gone back and watched individual episodes so yeah. many times. Yeah. It's so hard to remember like what the overarching plot was well they have one of those like oh my god they're gonna be together when it's after the casino night casino night and he kisses her and then then she's like she's like wait no i'm with roy and he does like what i think now we would really condemn because he talks to her after remember and he's like i just thought blah 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 and she's like sorry if i led you on and it's like that's not the problem like he has a super i'm a nice guy moment that yeah. I think we would not look on so generously now. But, yeah, they, do, they don't wait very long to get them together. Um, and they certainly don't I mean, give they a compelling... Couldn't. The uh, office is so gut-wrenching <laughs> that, like, if Jim and Pam didn't get together, it would just be, ugh. Right, there would be nothing else to live for. Yeah. I was also saying that um, this isn't totally a will they, won't they, but I do really love Michael and Holly on The Michael office. and Holly forever. Holly is an angel. I love um, them. Niara put out in there for the... Oh, by the way, my, my guilty pleasure, will they, won't they, is Nick and Jess on New Girl. And it's super sloppy and ham-fisted almost all the time. I, that show is my guilty pleasure because it almost never I think really knows what it actually wants to be about. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, that's uh, tough to watch. I do like Nick and Jess. One of Zoe's um, favorites. Mostly because I just love Jake Johnson. He's amazing. I've been told I'm a Schmidt, which is interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't I don't love it. Go- I wouldn't argue against that. <laughs> but you're way less annoying than Schmidt is. Um, oh, I've wow. been told that I'm a Nick, and I think that makes, I think that tracks, <laughs> um, basically. But a, you're I'm too smart to human. be Nick. Nick is so stupid. Is he, though? Like, painfully so. Maybe. He's just, like, poorly motivated. No, he's, like, incapable of doing simple tasks. <laughs> That's true, he is incapable of doing simple tasks. Um, so, I'm gonna wrap up... I just wanted to talk really briefly about um, really great couples on TV who are not affected at all by will they, won't they. And one of them, for me, has always been the Americans, even though Niara has brought it to my attention that it is kind of a will they, won't they. Because they're married. Thank goodness we're in separate places because I would have struck you just now. (laughs) You struck Um, her? For bringing that up before I could. Oh, sorry. It's okay. We can take it because again. it's you true. Take it again? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's true because I'm currently finishing the show mm-hmm. after starting it five, four years ago. I don't know. Whenever you made me watch it in high school, and um, it's just so funny that the whole time it's like they're this fake couple. <gasps> But do they actually like each other? Crazy. And then they get crazy in real life. Well, I've been watching a lot of The Good Wife recently. and there's You kind have of been similar... tweeting about it. I have been tweeting about it. 
Uh, check me out on Twitter if you want to see some hot, hot good wife tweets about milk, among other <laughs> things. Um, but there's a similar thing in The Good Wife because for the uh, spoilers of The Good Wife, just skip ahead if you don't want to know. But um, for most of the show, she's married to her husband, to whom she is the good titular wife. And wow. uh, they have kind of an off-again, on-again relationship despite being married the whole time. Um, so that's kind of an interesting. Uh, relationships that are never on again, off again, that are amazing. Well, because there are points in the show where you're like, oh, is she going to divorce him? And if I say that they never get divorced for most of it, then... Well, she's the good uh, wife. I see what I know, it'd be kind of weird if she was in a show called The Good Wife in which she was divorced. That would be interesting. The good, long-term, live-in partner. <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring to it. Um, my favorite couple who is not will they won't they is Connie Britton and Kyle Chandler on Friday Night Lights. Do either of you guys watch that? No. Oh, well, have no. Niara's eye roll again preserved for the record? Do you not like Friday Night Lights? I just people talk about it all the time. I haven't seen it. Well, so they talk about Game of Thrones too. Will they or won't they on Game of Thrones? Will I mean, they or won't they live? Yeah, that's exactly that's the will they won't they. Um, Austin, do you have a favorite couple on TV? Oh goodness, I don't know. Sam and Diane. No, I'm just kidding. That's a great one. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I was joking because you said they had to be not a will they won't they, and that's like the most will they won't they ever. Yeah. Not because oh, okay. it was bad. <laughs> yeah, my favorite TV couple is Ben and Leslie. Oh, yes, and they're not will they, won't they at all, pretty much. They have, like, a couple episodes of it, but that's not the point. Yeah. I want my hot uh, will they, won't they take that I really wanted to bring to the table before we completely log off for this and close this episode down is that uh, there's a very famous will they, won't they on the TV show ER between Doug Ross and Carol Hathaway, um, George Clooney's character. But I watched the show, and I was like, this isn't a will they won't they because they they they're just like i don't know it's not that thing where like every episode there's a moment where they're like will they you know which is like kind of how bones is but there's an actual really good will they won't they on er that no one ever i don't see people talking about which is mark green and susan lewis this is of no consequence to austin and er because they haven't seen er but for anyone out there who's seen er i just want it for the record they're the better will they won't they have you guys seen killing eve Yes. That's a okay. good will they, won't they kind of Yeah, so when I asked my friend Ashley, she said Villanelle and Eve. Yeah. I don't know, how, I don't know who's on the show. Oh, but... so you haven't seen it? <laughs> I haven't seen the show at all. Okay, so I'm, I'm not going to say anything else then. You gotta go watch it. Eve, killing Eve, Eve and her killer. Will they or won't they? Um... I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Austin. Do you want to log off so that you can go make dinner? Yeah, sure. I'm. I what mean, I don't making? have to. Uh, I think. I don't know yet. Sounds Not like sure. you got a lot of planning Sounds to good. do. Good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you guys for uh, having me want, on. Do you want to say where people can find you on the twitters? Uh, Austin. Austin has Twitter. promised that he is going to live tweet <laughs> an episode of uh, 2009 Fox drama Lie to Me. Which I have, <laughs> I have promised, horrible. and I will deliver. I will live tweet it. Some people, you can, 
in the interim between when this airs, which is definitely the exact moment when the, this current listener is, is listening, um, and the moment when I live tweet, uh, lie to me, you can think about what it actually means to live tweet a show that aired <laughs> <laughs> 10 years ago. Okay, um, it's the epitome of screaming into the void, tweeting about a show that ended so long ago. But I'm yeah. going to watch. I'm going to watch your live tweet. Austin is at Austin underscore Letson on Twitter if you want to join in on that. Yeah. I forgot my Twitter handle, so Go it's good that you shout out. remember yeah. what it was. And check out his blog. Oh, yeah, I have a blog, too. You have a blog? I'm going to read yeah. it. I have a blog, too, Niar. Go check out my blog. Austin, thank you for joining us. I hope we'll have you on another Boneskest episode. Yeah, now I look forward guest. to it. I always Bye. enjoy watching both and talking to you guys about uh, all these all these uh, issues. Let's really, do a really vestigial bone soon. With Austin, yeah. Let's let yeah. Austin choose a vestigial bone. Okay. What does that um, mean? What, it just means a, a vestig- show that's Do you not, not know what a vestigial bone It's actually a very clever thing that I keep having to explain to people. Oh, I know what a vestigial bone, bone is, but... I, I yeah. know what a so vestigial like, is. It's just it's an, an episode in our feed that's, that's not about bones. Not about bones. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to be on for one of those. <laughs> I You guys outpace uh, me in terms of your bones knowledge, so I might be able to actually get on the same level for once. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I feel like All you right. outperformed me today, but that's because I haven't watched in like a week. I'm very happy to very happy to be a participant. Right, Thank thanks. you, guys. We'll, we'll see you. See ya. <laughs> Bye, Austin. Okay, so this is, you guys, we're, like, completely gone from the world because we're Isn't quarantining. Everyone? We're both stuck at our parents' house. Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> and uh, we're really, we're really hanging on by a thread. And so um, we hope Young you excuse us for a somewhat all over the plate. God, I wish I was a professional, Niara. More no, than anything. Ella, are you kidding me? I have to graduate on Zoom. That's true. I'm so sorry. And then graduate into a workforce, which you are also doing. Yeah. Just I mean, I graduated a, a bit ago Can't. into this a different workforce, but then that workforce ceased to exist because of coronavirus. So now we're all in this crazy topsy-turvy world. Um, we hope everyone <laughs> out there is doing okay. And if you have the means to donate to a food shelter or a relief fund, we highly encourage you to do so because that is what's helping the world at the moment. Um, and follow me on TikTok. Follow Niara on TikTok. Follow us both on Twitter. I am tweeting about The Good Wife pretty much all the time these days. Oh, I just remembered what I wanted to say, which was that a really great Well They Won't They is Fleabag and The Hot Priest. <gasps> Are you kidding me? Wow. It That's really like- has the best ending to a Well They Won't They, I think, ever. Love him. Um, anyway, Love so Fleabag. that's God, our analysis beautiful. of... Well, they won't days. We think Bones is kind of good, but kind of bad, as most things are in the whole entire world, you guys. I hate to break it to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, we'll try to do, I'm sure, I mean, we've got nothing but time on our hands, really, so we'll try to do another episode more promptly this time. Um, yeah, let's do and, it. Yeah, just look out for it in your feeds. Go check out uh, us on Twitter. You can check out my blog at ellapatton.com. Um, but also... Will they or won't they? Carol Baskin and Joe Exotic. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't want to discuss Tiger King too much. Listen, here's the thing. If you really, if you're in quarantine, there's two ways to deal with this. Watch all of Bones, like that guy at The episodes. Guardian did. And 
you'll probably be better off, but you might feel homesick for the olden times of yore when we could go outside and hug each other and just function and the economy was working in in stuff. Um, if you want to, like, depress the shit out of yourself anyway, fucking go watch Tiger King. It's so depressing. I couldn't finish it, Niara. Couldn't finish it because I was so depressed. And Ella, I, I watched it all in one night. It's horrible. To be fair, I made the decision to watch it all in one night, a glass of wine in, so. You know what? A glass of wine might have helped my experience, if Let I'm honest. Let me tell you, though, honestly, I feel like Tiger King gave me whiplash, but whiplash in the sense that, like, I felt like my entire body was hurtling through space at 100 miles an hour. Like Yes. <laughs> I felt like I Good did review. a double well, take every second. Every- Oh my gosh, every 15 seconds, it's like, how did you go to a weirder place? Like, it just- I know, every 15 seconds in Tiger King is like seven years. That being said, Carol Baskin 100% killed her first husband, and that's that's the tea on that. Are we What's still funny saying about it is that- Asking for a friend. Yeah, actually, I don't know. I don't really know. I'm like on TikTok now, but TikTok knows everything about me, and so everyone on my TikTok is, is old. Is like you? <laughs> yeah, so I've learned nothing. Um, but, um, Ashley's, like, this super radical, like, prison abolitionist, and after we watched Tiger King, she was like, you know what? No, we need prison. Oh my god. <laughs> she was I'm like, I really can't believe. i about how many tigers are in this country, and what are we gonna do with them? Uh, among Here's other the thing. things. I'm so, I'm worried about so many things because of Tiger King, and shockingly, none of them have to do with coronavirus, and that is part of the problem. Um, well, I think that's why people like it. It's something that's I know, even more stressful somehow, than the current situation. Yeah, yeah. Tiger <laughs> King like, is somehow so encompassingly terrible. It also obliterates your nostalgia because you're like, oh, that time that I thought was better, it was actually the worst. And Tiger King made me so grateful to be purposefully locked inside my home. Yes, yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's that's our short review of Tiger King. Um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. At Niara Rain. Follow me on TikTok at Not Niagara. Just kidding. Please don't follow me. I'm going to really try to not make this a phase. I don't want my TikTok thing it's to last. It's already a phase. Um, I you know. Can, you can follow me at Ella Duran on Instagram and at Ella Duran 98 on Twitter. Um, and join TikTok, Ella. And I'm going to join TikTok. Um, and next week, who knows what we'll be doing, but hopefully it'll be fun. And we hope you guys are all staying safe. Yeah. <laughs> Are we gonna include that? <laughs> I mean, I know he doesn't listen to the pod, but <laughs> no better. Like, why don't I remember how to talk anymore? God, <laughs> this is like performance anxiety one hundred and one. Like, I have not spoken to people in so long yeah, that I forgot. Just speaking to humans normally. Nior, I just want to say really quickly, and I'm going to cut this out, but my guess is that what you're doing with that cord is making a shit ton of noise. <laughs> well, I guess, I don't know, I don't know what to talk about next. Nior, do something. Help. <laughs> it's funny because 
Um, shoot, I totally just lost my train of thought. Oof. <laughs> oh my god. There yeah. it goes. There it Quarantine goes. Quarantine has really been bad for my uh, attention span. No, it doesn't oh. change anything. My train Almost. of thought is starting to come back. Oh, I can't wait. I'm coming <laughs> into the station. <laughs> it was something about the relationship between Bones and Booth. That's shocking, since that's the the topic of our episode. (laughs) Wait, I'm so sorry. Pause. Our Zoom is going to end in less than a minute, it's telling me. That's I like that you can just do this forever as long as you restart every 40 minutes. Yeah, it's kind of suspect. You guys can keep... I'm just now recovering from the amount of involvement in people's lives that I had in high school. Well done. Yeah, I need to watch. Everyone watch broadcast news. It's my favorite movie. Um, 